1: Welcome to Season 13 of White Collars, Red Hands. This season, we're starting off with the great American love of game shows. For decades, Americans have loved game shows and gathered around their televisions to tune into daytime and nightly winnings, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, The Price is Right, Supermarket Sweep, Pyramid, Family Feud, and so many more. Americans aren't the only ones who love a good game show. No, no, no. Today's story, we are going to be focusing on Charles Ingram, a contestant on who wants to be a millionaire in the UK. Wait a minute. Isn't this show about white collar crime? What did he do? Find out on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands.
0: Oh, man. Season 13. You ever come back to one of these and be like, did I forget how to podcast?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're just like, you thousand yard stare.
1: Well, is that how you feel and about my is intro? Before? Is that why you're saying that?
0: No, 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 no. What do you think of that? No. no.
1: I did forget how to write an outline. I was like, <laughs> wow, two weeks off. I don't remember how to do it. You're
0: like, well, everything leaves your brain. Isn't it fat? Isn't it crazy how fast everything just leaves your brain? Yeah. You do something for like so long and you stop doing it for any amount of time. and it's, I go on like a three day weekend and I come back. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know. How do I do this? I've been doing this for so long. How do I do any of this? It's scary. It's true. I'm an adult. Why is this so scary?
1: Being an adult is scary. But you know what's even scarier? White collar crime. Ah! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back to season 13 of White Collars Red Hands. This is. I'm Kashan. And I'm Nina. Um, today we are going to be talking about game shows. Kashan, what game show would you go on if you could go on any game show? All right,
0: this is probably not going to come as a surprise to you or anyone who listens to this show, but I uh, really loved game shows growing up. Uh, I did too. Still do. I watch the GSN Game Show Network. Wow, a lot. Just like an eighty-year-old woman all the time. But I was twelve, so it was definitely weird. Um, my game show that I think I'd still crush at is a game called Lingo. You know Lingo? No. You get so it was Wordle before Wordle was a thing. Oh. They would give you. They would give you the first letter to a word, and you had five chances to get it. And if you had a, a letter out of place, it'd be a yellow ball. And you and a partner would alternate guesses. And then if you didn't get it, the other team would get a chance to steal. And I would, like, crush that game. I think it's the only game show I've seen where I'd be like, yeah, I could do this. But now Wordle's so big. Nah, the people are better than me.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would love to go on Wheel of Fortune.
0: Wheel of Fortune? I fucking suck at Wheel of Fortune.
1: I'm yeah. mid. I'm very mid at Wheel of Fortune. Also, would love to do Family Feud. However, I don't trust my family to have good answers.
0: That's fair. That's why you get a group of friends. True. That you say is your family.
1: Well, now they're not even really getting families when you watch it now.
0: That's because the American family's broken and doesn't exist anymore. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. The, the, The fundamentals of this country are rude.
1: You sound like Ronald Reagan.
0: I sound like half the country. You do. And it's half the country that just happens to have like 17 children. So <laughs> so your family's fine, buddy.
1: Honestly, you know, like the Duggars could have four different. They could have five different groups and still be one family.
0: Dude, the all they could all battle each other. The all Duggar family feud. Oh, my God. We need to petition this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There can't be kids there, though, because that one. So,
1: well, he's in jail. Oh, well, there we go. He's in jail for like 12 years.
0: Yeah, but without him, one one's going to be short. Can he zoom in?
1: They have enough they have enough married people. A lot of the children are married. All right. On that note. Let's get into today's episode. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it was a game show that debuted in 1998 in the United Kingdom.
0: Was a game show. Is it not on anymore?
1: No, I think it is, actually. It is a game it show. It is a game show. Sorry. You know, I actually get this game show and The Weakest Link kind of confused sometimes. They're so
0: different. <laughs> They're so different, though. That's so wild. <laughs>
1: the lady was scared. The That host scared me. Yeah. That redhead.
0: Dude, dude, female Simon Cowell.
1: She was scary. She's like, you are The Weakest Link.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, they were just like, I, I don't know why, like, American TV, they were like, let's get just fucking the most, the biggest douchebag British people, and then Americans were like, yeah, we love it when British people are mean to us.
1: I think it's our kink from uh From, from the Revolutionary War? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, be mean to me.
0: You're like, we're flipping our trauma, and we're owning, <laughs> we're owning it as a kink.
1: We're taking our power back.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so... Who wants to be a millionaire? Its popularity skyrocketed and at its peak, one in three households in the UK tuned into the show. The way that it worked was that contestants would answer a series of multiple choice trivia questions for cash prizes totaling up to a million dollars or in today's story, pounds. And yes, in the UK, they did compete for one million pounds.
0: Whoa, that's like $1.2 million.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Um, As the questions would go on, they would get harder and harder. The first few questions are always extremely easy. Although it started off in the UK, its popularity increased and other countries adopted their own version.
0: Including Slumdog Millionaire.
1: Yes. Well, we're getting to that. Because in 1999, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire aired in Australia, the United States, and Russia. In 2000, it aired in India. India. Italy and the Philippines.
0: Dude, a million rupees does not go very far.
1: (laughs) Do they win a million rupees or is I think it's more. I'm sure it's more. What I read was like 48 million rupees.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm about to say 100 million rupees is actually not that much money.
1: I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not too familiar with the exchange of rupees to dollars.
0: I'm just saying who wants to be a 48 millionaire just doesn't have the same kind of ring to it. You know.
1: you know. And then in 2010, Sri Lanka got its own version. In 2019, Nepal aired its first episode. And lastly, in Costa Rica, the show aired from 2013 to 2019, but then revamped and has been on the air since 2021. There are other versions too, but I'm not going to spend the next 10 minutes listing them all. I've already wasted too much of your time with these ones. If you haven't watched the show, this is how it works. The group of contestants from each episode do the first round, and that's called... Fastest finger first.
0: No, no. Oh, it was the early two thousands. Was such it, <laughs> it, it was a it was a more innocent time. Yeah,
1: I think I've played the fastest finger first game.
0: Yeah, and you always lose. I'm not win? the one with, lose. I'm not the one win lose.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Win? I think someone else technically, we both win. I don't know about that. Sometimes I win. Okay. Depending on who's playing.
0: All right, this thinly veiled (laughs) innuendo needs to end. (laughs) Please.
1: (laughs) So in the fastest (laughs) finger first one, so they all get asked a question and then you have to put it... Okay, they get asked a question, and then they have four answers that could be the right, like four answers. And
0: multiple choice, I think we're familiar.
1: <laughs> well, no, because in the fastest finger one, it's like you have to put it in order. Oh, yeah, it's like oh, you got to rank them. Yeah, so it's like, what's what are the colors of the what are the first four colors of the rainbow? Easy. And then it's like it says, you know, they are red, red orange, orange, yellow, green. Of course, yellow, green. Yeah, but then they'd be out of order, so it would be like green, blue, orange, yellow or whatever. Anyways.
0: Yes. And what so then you have to word picture. and then you
1: have to put them in order. You like push the button first and have to put them in order, okay? Anyways, and you have to get them correct. And then if you are the winner of fastest finger first, you get to move on to the hot seat. Now, and that's how you get to compete for the million dollars. Now, each country kind of has its own little version of that, so they're not exactly like that, but that's how it started in the UK. Um, now when you are in the hot seat, obviously, like I said before, questions start easy. They progressively get harder to get you to the million dollars. Now these questions can be from a variety of genres, all kinds of different categories. You can get questions about pop culture, and then you could get a question about math. There are three lifelines in which you can use in the game. If you don't know the answer, these are phone a friend, which you will literally call a friend. Which I think is always interesting because I'm like, how do you know they're going to answer?
0: You tell them you're my phone a friend.
1: Oh, I guess that's And fair.
0: you say, this is what I'm going. Who wants to be a millionaire? Be available.
1: Okay, that's fair. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought we were calling people randomly.
0: No, it, you think the show is just like, what's his number? Do we have a cell phone? Let's look up the person's number. No.
1: Then you have 50-50 which reduces the four possible answers to a question to two possible answers.
0: That's exactly what it sounds like.
1: (laughs) And then ask the audience, which is also exactly what it sounds like. Once you use those up, you're on your own. There are two safety nets in place in the game. So if you get an answer wrong, you won't lose all of your money. You'll get a certain amount of money. That is much less. Um, The goal is to answer as many questions as you can correctly. And then you hope you get to a million dollars. Now, now, as I said previously, the UK was obsessed with this show. And so was the man who our story centers around today, Charles Ingram. Now, Charles Ingram and his wife, Diana. Yes, Charles and Diana.
0: <laughs> it's a reference for all you people who were alive in the 80s. What's up?
1: Everybody knows who Charles and Diana were. I wasn't alive in the 80s. I don't know about everything. A lot of people know.
0: I don't know about everyone. I think you're. I think we're even a little old. Talk to a. 12. Have you never talk to a talk to a fucking sixteen year old? They're not going to know what the fuck you're talking
1: about. If they've watched The Crown, they do.
0: Yeah, sixteen year olds watching The Crown. It's a good show. Yeah, for thirty year olds, Nina. <laughs> not for sixteen year olds. That's the whole point I'm making. It's fine. It's whatever. It's fine.
1: All the time. The two of them were obsessed with getting on the show. And it was said by friends that Diana was actually smarter than Charles, which seems to be a pattern with couples named Charles and Diana. Now, Charles Ingram was a really smart guy. He joined the British Army in 1987. He was then promoted to captain in 1990 and then to major in 1995. He was sent to Bosnia in 1999 for peacekeeping duties. He got his master's degree in corporate management in August of 2000. Now... Like I said, Charles and Diana obsessed with being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they made this a family affair. Charles and Diana actually went on a special couples edition of the show, but they didn't make it past the first fast, the fast finger first round. He should have practiced more. That
0: sounds like they need to go home and do some work. Yeah, get those fingers riled up,
1: phalanges stronger
0: something some finger you know curls know
1: i mean um yeah you do want to summon a genie not stuff a chicken anyways um i don't
0: is that how you summon a genie
1: i mean i would summon
0: why are you tickling a lamp i like you rub the i've never seen anyone be like, like aladdin in the movie didn't go like be like oh genie and like fucking fucking Slightly <laughs> caress the tip of the lamp with two fingers, right? Stick you know, it into the hole, into the into the lamp. That's not how you do it. If you ever find a genie in a lamp, you're gonna be fucked because you're not gonna figure out how to get it out, man.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, later Diana went on the show as well as her brother, and both of them won thirty two thousand pounds. Ingram wanted his turn in the hot seat to get ready for the show. Ingram practiced with Diana for 20 minutes a day with a homemade fastest finger first machine.
0: Oh, an iPad. Great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> iPads weren't around this. this was 2001.
0: It's a piece of paper cut out. Then he's like,
1: <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> I, I don't even room. remember
1: what that machine looked like. I think
0: it was just like a, just like a computer. Screen I thought thing, it was right? like a clicker. I don't remember. I don't it's remember too old. It.
1: Anyways, that practicing, it paid off. Ingram won his fastest finger first round and found himself in the hot seat. However, his army smarts did not translate to the hot seat very well. He used two lifelines early on in the competition. His first lifeline was used when he was asked about a British soap opera. Charles had never seen the show and had to ask the audience to help him with the question. His second lifeline was used on the question, which part of the United Kingdom could the River Foil be found? He used his phone a friend for that one. And fun fact, River Foyle is found in Northern Ireland.
0: Great. can't wait to never use that piece of information again in my life.
1: He ended the first day of filming with 4,000 pounds and only the 50-50 lifeline left. Producers knew that he wouldn't last very long because typically contestants that used lifelines early on do not have very successful runs.
0: Fair. Don't need to see the statistics on that one to no, know it's true. No.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had only gotten to like... I mean, he only left with 4,000 pounds. That's only like three or four questions. I've got to
0: say, yeah, it's what, like five?
1: Yeah, maybe. Around there. Yeah, it's he didn't make it very far with using all those lifelines. Now, Diana was just as bloodthirsty for the million pounds as Charles was. She was extremely disappointed in how her husband was doing in the competition and reached out to a friend for some help. She reached out to Tequin Wittick. That sounds like a fake name, but it's not. A friend of the Ingrams who was a college lecturer and was also scheduled to be on the show. They came up with a plan. Tequin was seated near Charles when he was on stage, and they literally were like competing at the same time. Like Charles was on the in the hot seat, and then Tequin was the next going to be in the next group to go up for the fastest finger first. So, mm. like, they were in the studio at the same time.
0: So, is it the same, I don't know if you know this, is it the same setup where, like, you have, like, the main person in the middle and then all the people who are might come up are in, like, a circle around them?
1: I, yeah, something like that. Okay,
0: because that's how, like, the American one was. Like the person Oh, in the middle. how and the British all, one was? And then all the people were, like, on the outside. Um, Wait, is this the American? No, he's British, right? No, he's British. Yeah.
1: I know, so, I think it is a little bit different because I know that Tequan was in the audience next to Diana. Okay. Yeah. And they were like near Charles. Like they were kind of like behind him a little bit.
0: Okay. So maybe they're just like in the audience, but they don't have like that circle. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so they came up with a plan. Tequin was seated near Charles when he was on stage. Whenever Tequin Ta- knew the answer to the question, he would cough to indicate the right answer. Tequin was able to cough softly enough that it wouldn't be caught by the mics, but Ingram would still be able to hear him. The next day, Ingram was back in the studio to continue his run for the million pound prize. The host asked him if he was going to be approaching the game any differently this time around, because there’s two days of filming. Charles said that he was going to trust himself more because he had talked himself out of answers that he already knew, even though he made it clear that he had no clue what the answers were. Despite producers thinking that, his run, that he would end his run early, Ingram started answering questions correctly. It was a red flag to producers because Ingram was taking really bold risks and completely changed his strategy in the game. One question that Ingram got was, sorry, one question that Ingram got was who had a hit UK album with Born to Do It, which was released in 2000. Now... (laughs)
0: I don't know. I don't know either. And neither does he. Neither
1: does he. And neither did Tekwin Wittick. Rough. He didn't know the answer to that one pop either. Cult-
0: pop culture is not big amongst the educated types, I guess. Well,
1: and they were both in their 40s by that point. Oh, so they're so, just old. Yeah.
0: They're uh, funny duddies. Mm-hmm.
1: This would be like my dad going on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And them asking him a question about One Direction. Like, he would not be able to answer it.
0: Dude, if there was a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for Dads that was just World War II trivia, though. You would win? They'd love it. I I don't think I know that much about World War II trivia. Just dads would love it. I'm not that kind of person. You know know those kind of people. I do know those type of... You know those kind of people. I'm not that kind of person.
1: There was a guy I went to high school with, or school with, who was obsessed with World War II. But then we found out he was autistic, so that does make Mm -hmm. a lot of sense, because that was like his hyperfixation.
0: Because trains... Well, yeah, because trains. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So Tequan, no one knew the answer. Well, not no one, but Tequan and Ingram both did not know the answer to this question. So Ingram was forced to use his final lifeline, 50-50. And the final two answers were A1, which is a British boy band, and Craig David. Now, Ingram claimed that he had never heard of Craig David before, and but he kept going back and forth with his answer. He was going to go with A1, but his wife Diana became restless and coughed a no before he gave his answer. Ingram guessed Craig David, his explanation being that his gut usually led him astray, so he was going to go with what he felt like was wrong, and then he got it correct. He also got stumped on the 500,000 pound question which was baron Hausmann is known for his planning of which city berlin and paris were both options ingram first thought that it would have been berlin since Hausmann sounded like a german name fair but after much debate he finally admitted that there's a possibility that it's paris he locked in his final answer with paris and advanced to the million pound question for his million pound question, he was asked, a number one followed by 100 zeros is known by what name?
0: How do I know the answer to I this? I knew well, you
1: were going to know the answer. Well,
0: honestly, all of us should know the answer to this, right?
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: it's something, maybe at this time, it wasn't a household yeah. a household knowledge, but now you at least all know the word that is the you answer know the word? I didn't, to this question.
1: Okay, so I didn't know, know the answer. Yeah. But I know the word.
0: Yeah. I even know the word for this number raised to the power of itself, which I will tell you after you give us the (laughs)
1: answer. I'm a nerd. Ingram thought that the answer was Nanimal, but after mulling over the question, he decided to go with a Google, a Google, which is not spelled like Google spelled G-O-O-G-O-L. This answer won him the million pound jackpot. Alright, would you like to tell us what Google's
0: A Google powered to, to a Google is? A, a Google to the power of a Google is called a Googleplex. You're welcome. Okay. It's not even near the largest number that's out there though. There's so many big numbers. There's actually a competition every year that's like the big number competition. It's crazy.
1: Wow, man. I bet those people get like so much pussy.
0: Yeah, fucking math pussy. It's out there.
1: I feel like math... Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. Math pussy's hairy.
0: Who cares, man? I guess that's true. Who cares, man? The bush is back. All right. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to fucking multiply, man. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Meat plus you equals... Sex. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, Ingram was victorious, but producers knew that everything wasn't kosher. And after he got off the stage, Ingram's hair, clothes, and shoes were searched. Damn. He was told that this was the regular procedure after a contestant wins. They were uh, originally looking for a wire because Ingram's brother-in-law was seen outside of the studio on his phone during filming, which is forbidden. They thought that his brother-in-law was potentially feeding him answers via the cell phone. The show's presenter, Chris Tarrant, went into Ingram's dressing room with a celebratory champagne to congratulate the contestants. Ingram turned down the champagne, saying that he had to drive home.
0: What a stick in the mud. Yeah.
1: (laughs) When Tarrant left the dressing room, she could hear the Ingrams arguing, because Diana was in the dressing room as well, which she found odd, considering that they had just won one million pounds. What are they fighting about?
0: I don't know. I definitely know some couples that would be fighting at that time.
1: That's true. But That's uh, that's whatever. When Ingram left the set, the production company was tipped off by producers. So, the production the people who were producing the show tipped off the production company. Oh, okay, that they were suspicious of cheating and told them to delay the check of the winnings. Other contestants reported that they also thought that Ingram had cheated and had noticed the coughs being consistent with the correct answers. Now, while this was while they were filming, there was a producer who was catching these coughs, but they couldn't determine whether or not in the moment if it was being used to cheat or not Mm -hmm. um and they weren't gonna like stop filming they noticed the coughing but they didn't want to stop filming just in case like this person was legitimately coughing
0: fair fair what if he just has a cold myron you can't go out there
1: oh bloody hell are you oh. just coughing again? Yeah, I forgot
0: they were British. Yeah, that's the guy who runs who wants to be a millionaire. He's an old, wizened British fisherman? Yes. <laughs> you never know. Just let him do what he wants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, while reviewing the recording, it was found that there was a connection between Ingram's answers and the coughs coming from Tequan Wittig, except for the one cough that came from Diana Ingram. It was determined that Ingram did indeed cheat. Producers called Ingram to tell him that he would not be able to receive the one million pound prize and that, the police, and that police were informed and that there was going to be an investigation that was going to unfold. Ingram obviously disputed the fact that he did any wrongdoing, but he also was not as upset on the phone as he should have been for a man that just lost one million pounds. Charles Ingram, Diana Ingram, and Tequan Wittick were All charged with procuring the execution of a valuable security by deception, which didn't sound like it made sense to me, but it's Britain.
0: I'm about to say, I know nothing about British law, but this sounds just as fucking hoity toity and fancy as I would fucking expect it to be. Uh, excuse me, sir. You're charged with procuring the execution of a valuable security by deception by Her Majesty's Court. We shall now take you there in fancy carriage. And then, like, a horse and buggy pulls up. I'm assuming that's what it is. I don't know. Never Something like that. Yeah. And they serve you tea in prison. I, I, no,
1: I think you get chained in the basement.
0: But they also give you tea.
1: <laughs> While giving you tea. Hey,
0: prisoners, we'll, we'll unlock your shackles right now so we can give you just a spot of tea as it is 2 p.m.
1: <laughs> they took them to the Tower of London,
0: the, they, nailed them
1: to the wall, because people were, like, shackled to the wall in there.
0: Not nailed, though. Jesus.
1: Well, their shackles were nailed.
0: They're not Jesus.
1: That's where Anne Boleyn was beheaded. Nice. I saw it.
0: You, su- you saw it?
1: Yeah, I went to the Tower of London.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Haven't been there. They still have a guard there, though, I guess. Yes, they do. And he gets like this nice room. I saw it on TikTok. It's got a big and then oil painting. They've got in there. this
1: they've got ravens there that they feed with flesh. But of animals. Why? I don't remember.
0: Great. I could look it up. I'm glad you went on that tour. You seem to remember so much. I oh, remember, remember I visually
1: land. I visually remember a lot. Great. The history? Not so much.
0: Great. If I ever need to I, I highly, highly recommend call you go to though. Remember what the inside of the Tower in London looks like. I'll, I'll, get, I'll definitely get you on the
1: phone. And then Keshawn's going to roll his eyes when I say this and not believe me, but it's the second time I felt like spirits somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great.
1: I know you don't believe in spirits, but I do. Great. My chest hurt. I when believe I was in and there. it
0: feels like my spirit's leaving my body right now. Listening to you say shit like that. Okay. If is that, is that makes you feel any better?
1: This is exactly like the, my
0: life force fucking draining from me. All right. Well, that's exactly slowly. the
1: response I thought you were going to give me. So there's that. I Great. knew you were going to be least like, that's I'm,
0: bullshit. At least I'm predictable.
1: Yeah. You don't like
0: consistent. I'd like to say.
1: So they all went, they all got in trouble and they all went to trial. The trial lasted for four weeks. Charles Ingram, Diana Ingram, and Tequin Wittick were all convicted on April, 2003. They all got pretty what
0: it's just like kind of funny, right? Like yeah. like they cheated it of a fucking game show. And it's a it's a month long trial.
1: I Yeah, I thought it was a little ridiculous. It,
0: it's got, like it's kind of funny.
1: No, it is. It definitely is. They all got prison sentences. Charles and Diana were both sentenced to 18 months, and Tequin was sentenced to 12 months.
0: Jesus. That's
1: a long time. I know. These jail sentences were suspended for two years, and then none of them ever served any jail time. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little much, you know, for cheating the game show.
0: Yeah, I mean, like,
1: People like kill people. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, who's the victim here, right? Like, right? Like, they didn't even give him the money. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: Now they did like delay view airing his episode for a really long time. They aired it they eventually. Ended up, yeah, they ended up airing it. Um,
0: I bet people actually watched the fuck out of it too. Oh yeah,
1: they're exactly. like, can you
0: can you hear the coughs?
1: Yeah. Can you hear it?
0: They're like, it's like watching the. It's like watching the Astros in the in the twenty seventeen World Series. Am I right?
1: I don't know what you're referring to.
0: Baseball players get that. Oh, they like banged a trash can to like cheat. Oh, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. But Is it
1: like when Tom Brady deflated the footballs?
0: As far as it was cheating, yeah. Yeah. But,
1: Wait, so like they were pitching and then somebody like banged a trash can?
0: Yeah, so they were so if we're going to get into it, they were like using a camera to steal signs so they would know if it was a fastball or an off-speed pitch and if it was off-speed or if it was a fastball. I don't remember which one. Someone would hit a trash can in the dugout so you'd hear like a boom-boom and then the the person at bat would either know like okay, this is going to be a fastball or it's going to be slower.
1: Oh. Uh, so. Cheaters. Yeah. Um, they were each fined £15,000 and ordered to pay £10,000 towards prosecution costs. The judge then ordered the Ingrams to pay additional costs, which left the Ingrams paying uh, repaying £115,000.
0: No way they have that much money.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. And during the trial, Ingram claimed that the recordings of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire were unrepresentative of what I heard and unfairly manipulated. When it was Wittek's turn to go on to trial, he claimed that the coughing, he claimed that his coughing was caused by hay fever and a dust allergy and that it was a coincidence that he coughed on the correct answers. However, Wittek did get his own turn in the hot seat on the show. Because he was there at the same time. He didn't get to go on. And when he competed, his cough suddenly went away. Wittek claimed this was because he had multiple glasses of water before he took the hot seat. And right. he did get a doctor to write a note about this and say that that was legit.
0: You can get doctors to do anything, man. Mm,
1: yeah, that's true. Whitick himself did not do very well on who wants to be a millionaire and was eliminated on the 8,000 pound question. After being found guilty, Ingram was ordered to resign from his position in the military as major after 16 years of service. This did not affect his pension benefits.
0: Oh, so he just had to retire early. Yeah. Okay.
1: However, he had, yes, he had to retire early, but then he did have to start collecting his pension early.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Right. And he also owes 116,000 pounds yeah. now. So he yeah. probably didn't have like a lot of money.
1: No. um, Although... Some of Diana's fines were waived after the Ingrams made an appeal. Um, this case does seem pretty cut and dry. However, there are people who thought that Ingram could be innocent. Journalist John Ronson was one of those Stupid people.
0: Name, John Ronson. John oh, Ronson. God. Okay. He
1: didn't pick his own name.
0: Well, he should. He should change it.
1: That's true. Ronson attended every day of the trial and noticed that every time the word cough was mentioned, someone would inevitably cough. It was argued that coughs could be caused by unconscious triggers. He argued that Wittick unknowingly coughed when he heard the correct answer and that it was involuntary. This angle wasn't really investigated and everyone was still guilty.
0: I mean... It's a little bit of a reach.
1: I I agree. I think it's bullshit. Um, but that's well, just what he said.
0: Also, it must be nice to be a reporter. Sometimes you get paid just to for every day for four weeks, just like show up to this shit.
1: Yeah, and then literally make shit up because it's so boring. They're like <laughs> he's like they cough every time the word cough was. Coughs
0: could be unconscious. They're they're uh, contagious like yawns.
1: Yep. Cough. <coughs> see, see what I mean. After the who wants to be a millionaire scandal, the Ingrams had a really hard time staying out of the courtroom. In 2003, the couple was charged with two counts of deception after there was an insurance policy cl- insurance policy Claim that there was a burglary at their home. Now, the Ingrams did have a legitimate burglary that cost them about 30,000 pounds. The insurance company figured out, however, that the policy had been purchased only a few weeks before the burglary. It was also noted that Charles had a habit of forgetting to declare his insurance claims. Ingram was not convicted and walked free, but the media did nickname him Major Fraud. Major Fraud? Yeah,
0: it's funny. Good Good job, British media.
1: Now, although Ingram like still had his pension with the army, he did lose his job. And that meant that the family lost their lost their housing um, because the army was paying for this really nice house for them. And with everything that was going on, the Ingrams were forced to declare bankruptcy. You'd think that Ingram's problems were finally over, but he did cut off three of his toes with a lawnmower in two thousand and ten. So now not only is he broke, but he is toeless. Oh man. He said his big toe like went flying. How do you even do that? I forget like, exactly run over how to your have it. own foot? So I think what happened Did he pull
0: it backwards onto his I foot? think that
1: something happened and it went back? Like, I don't think he did it on, like, he wasn't doing it on purpose, but he was like pushing and then it like hit something and jumped back. And he didn't have on sandals, but he had on like a rubber shoe. So it didn't really like, pro- it didn't protect his foot. And then it was funny. It's, it said that like when he saw his big toe like over there, he all his, he was just like, oh no. <laughs>
0: You know, that's actually probably exactly what I would think. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. You could
0: say you'd react however however way, but I feel like, one, you wouldn't notice it first, and you'd be like, oh, shit. Well, I think your
1: body would go into shock. That yeah. would hurt so bad, and there would be so much blood.
0: Like, I literally think my th- first thought would be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It seems to be when something goes wrong. It's usually the first thing. It slips yeah. both into my mind and out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: After the scandal, the Ingrams did piggyback off their notoriety and appeared on other game shows, such as The Games, The Weakest Link, and Wife Swap. They were on Wife Swap? They were on Wife Swap. That's not really a game show. Well, it? it was another show. Yeah. It was a show. Yeah. He also wrote two books.
0: How did he milk it into two? I get, I get one, but what's your, what's your sequel to... To the man who, who I guess
1: part one is the game show and pounds. then part two is the aftermath.
0: You have you can't leave it on a cliffhanger at the end of a book at the end of the first book. No one gives that much of a fuck. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs>
1: when Wittick, he actually lost his job being a professor. He was forced to resign. And then he ended up trademarking his name because someone tried to make a cough syrup named Wittick.
0: Ah, that's also funny.
1: It's super funny. (laughs) That's
0: that's, that's good.
1: I think it's hilarious. Are British people funny? Yes, British people are funny. (laughs) I know. It's just a different type of humor.
0: Yeah. No, I fucking love British humor, which should probably also be I was just going to say
1: that's not surprising whatsoever. should probably be
0: obvious. Oh, my God. It's so funny. James A. Acaster. I love that guy. He's so funny.
1: Yeah. Well, that is the story of Charles Ingram and how he cheated. Who wants to be a millionaire? When we are young, the drive to win the game is always strong. Competition is fierce between family and friends, and there's always a temptation to cheat. I myself have cheated in Monopoly more times than I could count. However, when the love of the game goes so far... When the love of the game goes so far that you have to cheat in front of millions of people, maybe you've gone too far. Charles Ingram learned the hard way that cheaters always lose. Ingram had a successful life, a family, a well-respected job, and all of that was lost when he decided that he could cheat the system and win the one million pound prize. I guess that Ingram didn't really weigh his costs, did he?
0: You knew there had to be a pound joke. (laughs) How do you cheat at Monopoly?
1: You steal money.
0: Oh, so you're the banker? You make yourself the banker and then you just take money out of the bank?
1: Or like when people get tired and quit, you steal their money.
0: If they quit, they're already done. All you had was fucking uh, persistence at that point.
1: Yeah, but like I remember in high school one time we were playing Monopoly in math class. I don't even know why. And, um, You do math in yeah, Monopoly. Yeah. yeah. And then Zach, what was the fuck? that guy's name?
0: You can make it up. Well, his no name one was, knows. His
1: name, his name was Zach. And um, what the, Zach Patrick, that was his name. Zach Patrick was like, I quit. And he got up and then I like stole his money. So then I had more money than everybody else.
0: That's just called capitalism, actually. You were playing Monopoly correctly. Actually, I was playing Monopoly You were playing correctly. Monopoly correctly. I
1: took it from the poor people.
0: Yeah, you, you, you take it from the people that quit
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I that's crush it. them Yeah,
1: I crush them with my big heel. I shatter the glass ceilings mm-hmm. while wearing a skirt so they can watch look up it while I break the glass ceiling. Haven't you heard that before? No well oh. no, I have not. I think it's a sexist joke. Because they're trying to because you're like on the glass ceiling, right? And then you crush it with your heel. But you're wearing a skirt, so they can look up your skirt while you do it.
0: You know, Willy Wonka, famous feminist, he broke a glass ceiling.
1: He had a great glass elevator.
0: And he went through the glass ceiling.
1: I'm not going to lie. Great glass elevator, not as good as the Chocolate Factory. Charlie,
0: we'll be cut to ribbons. (laughs) Fucking scene. Don't you see, Charlie? We're going so fast. That's what Grandpa Joe says. We'll be cut to ribbons.
1: I don't remember that part, really. I mean, I remember them, like, shooting out. Yeah. But I don't remember anything they say.
0: Yeah. Well, that was one.
1: I have a very dear friend of mine who thinks Gene Wilder is so hot.
0: He was okay then. No,
1: he wasn't!
0: He's dead now, so I probably want to fuck him now. Because he's dead. Yeah. And, like, long dead, so he's, like, just bones.
1: No, he hasn't been long dead. He's been dead for less than two years.
0: Yeah, so bones.
1: He didn't decompose that quickly.
0: Well, I guess maybe he was They embalmed. put put that stuff in you. He was embalmed.
1: Embalmed, yeah. Formaldehyde.
0: I don't think they do that anymore, but yeah.
1: Oh. Because
0: it gives you like hella cancer.
1: Well, you're dead. Who cares?
0: The people who do it, Nina. <laughs> the people have to be there. It doesn't just magically pop into you. They got to fucking cut open your veins and stick fucking rods and shit in you and fucking pump it into you.
1: Put rods in you and pump it into
0: you. Oh, my God. We're talking about literally embalming a body. You're still turning it sexual. It's your gift. It is. It is. It is. It's your gift.
1: It is. And you know what else is my gift? Outros, please. Outros. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of season 13. Lucky
0: number 13, baby. Yeah, baby.
1: If you've been with us for this long... Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to continue supporting us, you can do it by following us on our social medias. We're on facebook.com slash white collars, red hands. We are on Twitter at white collars pod. We are on Instagram at white collars, underscore red hands. We are on TikTok at white collars, red hands. We are also on YouTube. You can watch the episode. Look at our beautiful faces. Um, at white collars, red hands, subscribe to that, please. We need more subscribers. Um, Another free way that you can support us is by telling a friend. Uh, That's a great way. To get word of mouth. We love word of mouth. Um, Another free way that you can support us is by leaving a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you want an unfree way to support us, you could go head over to our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. Click on our merch tab. It'll take you over to TeePublic and you can buy whatever you want with our logo on it. Another way that you can support us is if you hear of an episode or you hear of a story that you think we should do an episode on, go ahead and shoot us an email. It's whitecollarsredhands at com, and we will co- try to cover that story next season. And uh, I think that's it.
0: Oh, we also... Uh- our three-year pot is coming up in October. Hell
1: yeah, it is. So uh,
0: make sure you stay tuned. If you're listening all the way till the end of this, you know, we'll do this at the beginning of the episode next time mm-hmm. so that we can actually get everyone to know this. But if you're here, you get it early. Um, so watch out. We, we're going to be doing something special for our three-year three pot-aversary.
1: Yeah, well, Kashan said he'd get sushi, so.
0: You're not going to let me live it down. You're not going to let me live it down. We can do it a little bit later. I'm stopping for Thanksgiving. So like three weeks later.
1: Okay, on. that's fair. That's okay? fair. He's so, got to be keto.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, also, hi, mom. She listens to the end. Oh, hi. She'll love that. She, and, that and,
1: you're not doing keto or that you are keto? No, that I said hi. Oh. What?
0: You know? Also, everyone else that's here, if you want to pretend to be my mom, I guess that's fine, too. If you needed that today. Like, if your kids don't talk to you anymore and you really need to tell them to say hi, mom, to you today, that can also be for you, I guess. Well, That's you. it.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time on another episode of White Collars Red, Red Hands. hands.